With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Go play intramurals, brother. Might that topic be revisited? Oh, yeah. Maybe intramurals is the way to go. Maybe that's what this team should be thinking about at this point. I, I think that's a very viable option at this point. Do they play club football anywhere? I think at Chattanooga. I think I've seen some about club football at Chattanooga. I'm not totally sure. Don't quote me on that. But I think that sounds like a pretty good idea right now. You know? I think Pat Forty. Pat Forty would write the first good column about Nebraska if they made a decision to leave the Big Ten and go play intramurals. Him and Dan Hawkins would write a joint column loving Nebraska's decision. Go play intramurals, brother. That was one of the great... Go play intramurals, brother. <laughs> just ah. great. Just great. Oh, that is just... Somehow that... It's sad how great coaching quotes can get can kind of slip through the cracks. That's one that's not always top of mind. You know, you always think you play to win the game. You, you think about playoffs, which playoffs you think about those but go play intramurals brother is about as good as it gets there's really nothing that's very close to it i just think you know dan hawkins deserves a little more love <laughs> on this podcast than he than he probably gets yeah um, right bias buffaloes you know what you betcha i know it by the way who would have thought that you know potentially after this week, even though Colorado started a little bit behind the times, Colorado could pick up its first win before Nebraska. How dare you? How dare you dot com? How dare you dot com? You need to log on to how dare you dot com. Shut your <laughs> mouth. Pac twelve, baby. They're coming back, baby. Pac twelve after dark, huh? That's what they're that's what they're telling me. That's what they tell me is happening. What's, what did you do this weekend? Like I guess that maybe the saving grace with no football, it was Halloween. Like there was stuff to get ready for and parties to be had. Maybe you probably had better gatherings without football, let's be honest. No, that's what's Saturday didn't feel as weird as you would have thought on paper. Mainly because number one, we we had only had one football game, so it's it's not like we were totally in football rhythm yet. And two, it was Halloween. So like there was some you could just immediately pour all your energy into that. So oddly enough, wasn't all that crazy, but as I was driving to see my family, it was right around two thirty, and it was just perfect in Lincoln, Nebraska. Like like the best I turned to my wife and I'm like, this is I go, this is sad. They'd be kicking off right now, and it is perfect football weather. And she was like, I don't care. I'm like, all right, you shut your mouth. <laughs> she was like the detective in The Fugitive. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> it's perfect football weather. 
I don't Is care. it perfect football weather? Ask my wife. Um, do you, I don't know. <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> All right, fine. All right. So can you kind of walk us through, walk me through what that was like for you? Like I was hosting the Big Ten Channel radio show as all of this was going on with the mocks. And I was texting you the day before going, hey, wouldn't it be great if they played a non-conference game? And then it comes out that they're going to play the mocks. And then, you know, about a half hour late, it says they're not going to play the mocks. That story lasted, like, you got really excited. You know, you heard things, but you thought, there's no way they're going to pick up a game. And then it actually, it was like, ooh, Chattanooga, ooh, it's, I'm telling you, it's going to be it's gonna be the mocks. And then that lasted a whole five seconds. But it was bizarre. I I don't even know where you want to begin with unpacking that. I the the thing that's the thing that is that is remarkable to me is that Nebraska had everything <laughs> set. You know what I mean? Right. They had every contract, money, the, travel plans. Most importantly, Chattanooga had the entire team tested negative on Wednesday and Thursday. And all the Big Ten had to say was yes, and they were like, no. And that was the extent of that. We were texting each other. I don't even know where to like either. The thing is, I think this whole situation made you realize that it's really the Big Ten's decision. They want to play it like their guiding light is health and safety, but it's not. It's The guiding light isn't health and safety. The guiding light, the trump card, is uniformity, one for all, one for all, all for one, because – the way Ch- Chattanooga testing negative, Chattanooga Nebraska was going to be just as safe as any other game played f- across the Big Ten that weekend, and they said no. So that makes it's not about health and safety. It's about well, this is the rules we put together. We're all going to do the same thing no matter what. Period. I want to start with essentially was are we going to play the mocks? Nah. <laughs> Hey, I have a question. What is a Mac? Matt. Max. One of the symptoms of COVID is a lot of snap. Matt. <laughs> oh man, Iowa Matt coming back in a big way. We gonna play the Max. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think about with the with the mocks. We've come it's a pretty impressive deal where and it must be 2020, it must be because of the pandemic that Nebraska and their fans were really upset because they weren't allowed to play the mocks. <laughs> like is that a sign of how far the program has fallen? Must be. I mean cuz the crunkness if the crunkness for the max to come to Lincoln was hot. <laughs> The crunkness was hot. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I feel like we're going to have to, because it's Iowa, we're going to have to take a trip down memory lane as to why we do the, where the not joke from Iowa Matt started. I mean, Iowa Matt legitimately called up and relayed a not joke in all sincerity. Not in a, can you believe I'm doing a not joke? Wouldn't it be, you know, not even making fun of the fact that it was a not joke. Just, we was like, this is it. We're going with a not joke. This is what we want to do. This is good. <laughs> We're going to do the not, the joke. not joke here. I hope that's okay. Because, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
I've got it here. Do you yeah. want it? Oh, absolutely. I want it. Absolutely. 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 All right. This is December 14th, 2010. Iowa Matt, one of our favorite callers for many reasons, coining a not joke and leaving us all speechless. And then we had some fun with it. And before we start, we always, one time he thanked us for Nickelback tickets that he won, that we gave him for a contest. And so, <laughs> so whenever he would call in after he thanked us for the Nickelback tickets, whenever he'd call in from that point on, we, his stinger essentially for him coming to the plate, whenever Iowa Matt called was photographed by Nickelback. And I think you'll hear that here. Let's listen to when he had the not joke. Interesting stuff in Iowa city. And of course, none other than Look at this photograph. Iowa Matt. <laughs> he promised he would be here, and he is. Hey, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? What's, how up? You doing what's up, man? Great time for uh, Iowa Hawkeye football. Yeah, you know, let me tell you, ever since I was five, I've been watching him play, and I've never been more proud to be a Hawkeye fan <laughs> my entire That's life. Right. That's very good. Matt. Anyways, um, you know, uh, what was the point of the press conference? I mean... Here they are building us up for some huge, big thing. Like, literally, I'm sitting here, okay, where's the bomb? Where's the bomb? Where's the bomb? And then all it is is Gary Barta talking for 15,000 hours again, <laughs> yeah. and he won't shut up. Gary Barta just needs to shut up mm. and let Kurt Ferentz talk. Well, I'll I just, ta- Yeah, go ahead, Matt. I, I just don't get it. I mean, I guess my whole thing is, you know, I, I look at this whole situation, and yes, okay, DJK was living outside of the with the rest of the guys, whatever, but you can't tell me that, there's not something else going on here. I mean, Kirk Ferentz has been known in the past to try and push stuff under the rug with a, a sexual assault scandal a year or two ago and other stuff like that. I just, I, there's just got to be more to the story. I'm just not convinced right now. Well, if kids were cheating on the in the drug testing and all that, it was multiple people, I'm not sure what you'd do with that information anyway. Here's, here's the main reason from what I gather that they called this news conference today. Kirk Ferentz, and yes, for those wondering, there was a not joke there. <laughs> Kirk Ferentz did say during the commercial break. Borat is somewhere. Dur- proud. During our commercial break. All right. Can I just read? Here's the email from Matt. Hold on. Iowa Matt loves Nickelback and Borat. Was that a not joke? <laughs> okay. Can we please just? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So people kept... Uh, <laughs> referencing i forget i don't know what that news conference was so we kept getting emails we kept getting <laughs> so we kept getting emails about it and then uh and then the next segment it just would not go away not here's more of that this has got zero this segment's got zero chance for success oh, in the words of costanza prognosis negative oh man Vince, Vince says Shane is off the hook. I'm laughing my butt off because of that stupid knot thing. I don't know why it's so funny, <laughs> but I keep uh, laughing. All right. That's kind of like the show. You don't know why it's funny, but you laugh. Yep. It's not what funny. I'm laughing at. We laugh when it happens. That's what people are like. So what you talk about on the show today? I'm like, some knot joke. I don't know. Knot. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Mike and Omar says... 
Oh, by the way, hour number three of the Chicken Nick Show brought to you by Technical Magic. Get direct TV. Really? You're really going to do that yeah, now? I'm, yeah, I'm doing it. All right. Mikey mails it and th- says, I think you could add Iowa Matt sound to Nick's bird sounds. Iowa Matt sounds like a much larger bird looking up at the smaller ones <laughs> flying over. Shane? Matt. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> okay. That's Matt. enough. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> All right. This this show is the dumbest show on the radio, and we got Matt. Bear, we got Bear Rude coming up. Oh, we do, don't we? Oh. Matt. <laughs> All right. By the way, uh, any other interesting stuff coming out of the Nebraska Matt. news? The uh, Iowa Iowa Hawkeye news conference. I mean, it was one of those news conferences that. Was the most non-newsworthy news conference, but dumb. they got out in front of some of the rumors and stuff and tried to do the best they could. Matt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> By the way, you know those 30 for 30s, which are so good? Uh-huh. Uh, it has just been announced that ESPN, no, ESPN will air a 30 for 30-esque documentary. On 30 for 30s? A 30 I, for I 30 think, on 30 for 30s? I, I think it's a 30 for 30 on the Fab Five in March of 2011. Shut your mouth. Oh, I, I can't. I want to tell you about it. Oh, it's in man. three months. All right. So Chicken Nick Show, 16, 20 of the zone. All right. Before we get to break, let's get to... Uh... Hey, Bob. Hi there. Hey. Um, you've been doing this not thing now for I don't know how long. Uh, like three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Shane's 12 or what, but it's like the kid who doesn't know when to quit with a joke, like my grandpa used to say, when the horse mm. is dead, get off. Mm. It's, not nah. anymore, guys. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. I agree. Nah. <laughs> when we return, Barrett Rude. I don't know. Now that we brought not into the equation, I don't know who's being serious and who's... You know what? We're not, not doing it. I promise. We won't Was Bob do- serious? We're not doing it for the rest of the show. Nah. <laughs> no, it's over. It's done, okay? Stupid. We gotta listen to that guy's grandpa. We gotta listen to that guy's grandpa. That guy's son. Oh, his grandpa must be 130. Uh, When we return, (laughs) we're just joking here. I'm just joking. Barrett Rude, former Husker. No, seriously. Barrett Rude next. (laughs) All right. So there was a lot there with the not joke. Oh. God, and is that good? Iowa Matt, he's a Hall of Fame. He's a he's a first ballot Hall of Fame Chicken Nick contributor. He is. He is. And, you know, I, I would also say, too, that he's got to be really happy with what happened to his football team. Nah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Would you rather be uh, forbidden from playing the Max nah. or have a come-from-ahead loss to the Wildcats? Nah. I think Nebraska got the better end of that deal. I don't think there's any question. It would have been fun to play Uh, the Max. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) So Iowa Matt is dominating this podcast. Um, So I think it's probably a good thing they didn't play. All right. It's probably, you know, I can understand from the Big Ten's perspective of. How dare you? Hey, 
what's the risk reward here? Let's keep this all in house transparency. We want to know exactly what's going on. Sure. They said they passed the test, but we don't really know exactly what they're doing. Although Nebraska's statement of even, they said we were playing a team whose testing policies restricted to the big tens. And my knee jerk reaction was, so if they test positive, can they not play for three years? (laughs) One positive test. You're out three years. We'll see you in 2023. That's pretty much what their that's their protocols. Yeah, that's quite the statement though. Wow. That was. That was. And then I saw the the story uh Bill Moose was on the record with uh, Sam McEwen and obviously <laughs> Bill Moose said, "Quote, they told us we could play." <laughs> I don't think. And then Sam McEwen uh, called the mocks and said, you guys going? Are you guys going? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, Sam did call one time and said, do you want to cue Nickelback? I think I have that too here. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to cue the Nickelback song? (laughs) Yeah. He was in on it too. I love Um, Sam McEwen. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're Nebraska found a loophole to say, well, you know, it was, it was postponed. It was canceled, canceled, not postponed. That's it. Right? Yeah. So let's give it a shot. It was just, you know, I mean, I give them, I, I give Nebraska credit for, you know, at the very least giving it a shot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is really like making sure you have all of the plans made for this huge deal You've got all the plans made. All you have to do is ask mom and dad for permission. Yep. And if they say no, well, it's really on them, not us, because we had everything lined up and ready to go. It's It was a pretty savvy play from Nebraska who, and my inclination is, they don't give a crap how the Big Ten feels about them. No. No, clearly they don't. I, I think there are a couple things, though, that are interesting – components to this like Wisconsin chose not to play which is it now I was thinking about this by the by because Barry Alvarez said on Saturday that they had gotten in they had gotten now they're up to 22 positive tests would that have gotten them to the red red sounds like it I mean it sounds like it even Bill Moose said they probably would have been red red by the time they kicked off because that's the thing about you know the whole thing of well you know should they have played it's like I I don't I mean Listen, is there a is there a, a way you can say, well, instead of if it's if it's not there two if if their two quarterbacks don't have COVID, if it's or, you know if it's a bunch of guys that I'd, I hate to say don't matter to for, for, you know if they're like the backup corner and the third string linebacker like and instead of Paul Christ, it's a special teams coach. Are they trying to push forward? Maybe, but at the same time, let's not lose sight that we're in a we're in the midst of a pandemic and they are clearly having an outbreak. You know, like that's how it is. But this. This is why the season needed to start in mid-September. All this goes back to the to the poor decision to cancel instead of just push back the start date where you would have built-in open dates and buy dates for this stuff, you know? Like it just it's just frustrating where I think we all knew when we saw okay, oh boy, they're going to play 8 games in 8 weeks and there's no buy way. Yeah, good luck getting that. And I mean, here they are into week two and they already have a game canceled, but it's also like 
what the heck happened with Wisconsin? Like, I feel like that is also lost in, like, people are more into the story of Nebraska trying to play the Max Max <laughs> than what happened with Wisconsin. And all of a sudden, they go from zero negative tests. They have zero positive tests on Friday to eight days later, they have 22 positive COVID cases. Like, what happened? I don't know. I thought, whoa. I, yeah, when did those positive tests actually pop up? When, like any virus, all it takes is just a couple, and then it, sp- it can spread like wildfire. But there's obviously not a, a, a wall that has been built around the university where they're immune to what's going on on, on the rest of the town and the rest of the state because Wisconsin is certainly a, I guess you could call it a hot spot or a place where cases yeah, have spiked. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, who the heck knows? I mean, and the fact that, you know, my, my knee-jerk reaction was, okay, just make sure you only play the kids that are not positive for it, and football is not a spreader event. No one's gotten it from that yet. And then Illinois is without Brandon Peters a week after they played Wisconsin. And so, look, I mean, he got he did get sacked a few times. So I don't <laughs> know. Uh, maybe those who have weaker offensive lines tend to get it contracted a little easier to the quarterback. Nice. But yeah, it's um, it's one of those things that I think in the moment, as a Nebraska person, you're like, come on, this is ridiculous. And even I text you, I'm like, this is so lame. Like, why can't they play? And then after a few days removed, you're like, all right, it is what it is. It's the max, max. and you just try and move on from it. But it is the, it is just another little blip of here, here they go again. And here this relationship goes again. And no, I don't think the people saying, oh, it just doesn't work. It's like a rocky marriage. Well, yeah, but you also stick it out and you, you stick it out and things will get better. But I think the bottom line to all of this is Nebraska just needs to win. Like it's really all, it's really all this comes down to is if you win, you get respected and you have a louder voice at the table and until you do that, you know, all this stuff just seems it sounds petty and that's unfortunate. Yeah, I, You know, because like I can't sit here and say that that's not wrong, but that also doesn't feel right. You know, right. like we're either, either what Nebraska's doing is wrong or it's not. It should have nothing to do with how many football games they are winning. Well, let me ask you this. So let's say that I decided to take you to small claims court. Mm-hmm. to sue you for something. Uh, and then it got a little testy. <laughs> and then maybe a month later or so, after we settled and said, all right, putting this behind us, we settled. And then <laughs> I call you up and say, hey, can I borrow your car? <laughs> Human nature, would you, would you say... Absolutely. Absolutely. Or would you maybe hold the keys a little tighter and go, Nah. <laughs> you can borrow my car. Nah. <laughs> right. um, it's hard to separate Nebraska's relationship with the Big Ten over the last six weeks with that decision. To me, like, I'm not saying that's why it happened, but I just can't separate it knowing what Nebraska, the, the reputation that they got fair, right, wrong, or indifferent and again, I think they were uh, typecast as the villain, unfortunately, during that time. But then the schedule gets released, and then Bill Moose says, oh, they didn't do us any favors. Like, it was this, that, and the other. And then they say, okay, can we do this? And if you're the Big Ten, or you're the Board of Chancellors, if you're the presidents who feel like, 
again, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, but whether you, f- you feel like Nebraska has kind of made a spectacle of your league, the last thing you're going to do is, uh, is give them more leash. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe that's a part of it. I don't know. I, I suppose. I just, I am truly, like, I, as this week has played out, I continue to just be kind of amazed at the reaction from the national media towards Nebraska with all this. And I'm really trying to like unpack it and trying to understand it. I mean, Paul Feinbaum went on Get Up and said, Nebraska's a total embarrassment these days. It's like, whoa, okay. I mean, Pat Forty and his column of you know, Nebraska keeps defying the Big Ten, responding to adversity with petulance. I mean, there were he had a couple of things in the story. That were, I mean, let me read. So this is a Pat Forty story. During the first game last Saturday, Scott Frost signaled a big F you to the conference office by often coaching with his mask around his neck. The optics of that shouted stubborn arrogance while the rest of the league's coaches made a good faith effort to comply with the mask with the mask mandate. And let's remember, this is a guy with a 9-16 and 16 record since joining the league. He ain't exactly Kirk Ferentz when it comes to earned respect. Okay. Kirk Ferentz, you mean the guy whose football program is getting sued for a racist culture? You mean that guy? And could you come off more like uh, you have, you are so unobject, like I've watched, you've watched all these football games. Did Scott Frost have his mask on any more or less than almost every other coach? No. And to give, and, and this is my point too of him citing the record, nine and 16 record. Okay, so timeout. You're telling me if he was 22 and three, then, then if he was 22 and three instead of nine and 15, nine and 16, then it's different? Like either what he, this is going to go back to like either what they're doing is wrong or it's not. And then even he finishes by saying, this is, this is how he finished his call. Plenty of people around the Big Ten would hold the door open for Nebraska to walk back out, but they aren't going anywhere that could be as lucrative and or as good of a geographic fit. Back to the Big 12, that would require some humility Nebraska doesn't seem to possess. Walking back into the league, it left in a huff a decade ago. The biggest rift there was a belief that Texas was insufferably overbearing and entitled. Now you start to wonder, maybe Nebraska, if a school has a second conference relationship issue in 10 years, it's a you problem. I mean, if you just were living in Mars and got dropped down and read that column, you'd go, what did they, what did, oh my God, what did Nebraska do? What, what did they do? They tried to play a football game. They tried to play a football game. Like I'm, listen, I know I live in Nebraska. I grew up here. Am I in some deep way? Am I probably a little jaded? Sure. But I am, I'm not as jaded as Pat Forty clearly is in the opposite direction. Like I help me understand it, Chick. Like what, what? the hell is going on with the national media with how they're how they're handling Nebraska I think there are national media who are so skeptical and negative about college football being played at all and those conferences that decided to play or that said no we're not going to and then eventually turned around and said yes like the Big 10 and I think Pat Forty's one of those I honestly do. Yeah. I think he's, if you read some of his stuff, even Stuart Mandel has admitted 
and I give him credit for doing so, admitted that he looked at his own tweets. Yeah, he did. I saw the, that. Yeah. And, and the way that he was presenting it on Twitter and and had a mea culpa of, you're right, I have been negative, and it's also because he's looking at through the prism of he's out west in California where things are bad. Right. And so I don't know if 40, I'd love to know if his family's been impacted or anything like that, and it just, because it's bitter, right? Like the stuff that he writes is very um, jaded, negative, it's cutting, and it's and that's also where we are right now, where it's you got to be loud. You got like fine bomb calling it embarrassment, embarrassment, because yeah. if you say, oh, what they did was fine, that's not going to get aggregated. So, you know, you're paid to have those takes. But, you know, Pat went to Missouri. Nebraska helped break up the Big 12. Missouri's now in the SEC. That rivalry's gone. Like I, I don't know what goes into those kind of opinions, but I think it is the, you know, the national perception of you can't separate the squeaky wheel and that's what nebraska's looked at when and, and i and i hate to say it when you when you really your relevance is in the rear view yet you're being the loudest and and i don't know if that's you know because people think oh nebraska all they care about is football they don't care about covid they don't care about this and look what they're doing and scott frost is disrespectful and and all they want to do is play no matter the cost right and maybe that goes into it, but I'm with you. Like, I, I read that stuff, I hear that stuff, and I just say, that's just the whole negativity sells, and let's get some, you know, let's get an opinion, and I'm mad. He sounds angry, right? Yeah. Like, that's 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 written from the perspective of, I'm ticked off that they would even consider doing this. Here they go again, right? right. Here they go again. I, In a weird way, though, it's kind of interesting where, whether it's, you know, you get ESPN, Paul Feinbaum, College Game Day, uh, PTI, Pat Forty. Like, I honestly think some of this speaks to the fact that Nebraska is still relevant. Because, if for, if for example, if Washington State was doing everything that Nebraska did, if Washington State was doing it, I do not think there would be a bunch of national columns. I don't think it would make... I don't think it would get on a bunch of national TV show segments. Why? Because Washington State truly is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny where these national media people get Nebraska, you just, you're so irrelevant. Oh, really? Then why are you writing column after column after column about an irrelevant program? And why are you devoting segment after segment after segment on national TV shows? You know this. It's it's like the 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 radio email you get where it's like, I, I, don't, I don't even listen to your show. It's so stupid when you said this, 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 and this, this. It's like, well, if you don't listen, how do you know that I said this, this, and this? You know? Yeah, not relevant enough on the field, but relevant enough off the field to write about you. Right. Right. So that's, like you're not, I mean, you're not winning enough to matter on the field, but you still matter enough with, with what you say matters. It's like the New York Jets, they're a relevant franchise. They haven't made the playoffs in 10 years, but they are still a so relevant are the, the franchise. The New York Knicks are kind of like, right. a, they'll always be right. relevant. No matter what they do, they're always right. going to be relevant. And I, I think, but it just is kind of amazing, though, to think Rob Zadiska tweeted it out, and it's like, it's, it's interesting to look at. To just go over the past 10 years and all the Big Ten scandals and incidents. I mean, you have Jim Tressel tattoo gate where they got caught cheating by the NCAA postseason ban. Penn State and Jerry Sandusky. 
Mike Rice of Rutgers fired after a video surfaced of him throwing basketballs and verbal abuse at players. Larry Nasser and the Michigan State sexual abuse molesting of athletes. Tim Beckman at Illinois was fibbing medical records and had a scandal of mistreating players. Kevin Wilson resigned after an allegations of verbal abuse and player mistreatment. Urban Meyer resigned after allegedly not taking proper actions after his wide receiver coach was a serial domestic abuser of his wife. Maryland had a player die in a workout, causing the head coach and the strength coach to resign. Ohio State had, there was a story about Richard Strauss, a team doctor, sexually abused 177 students. This past summer, Iowa, huge story breaks, where now former Iowa players are suing the University of Iowa over racist allegations and a racist culture, causing the strength coach to get fired. And Nebraska's contribution to that list is they wanted to play a football game? I just don't, I can't recall a single instance outside of maybe the Penn State stuff where the national media called for these institutions to be kicked out of the conference or insinuated how everybody wants them out of the league. Like, someone help me understand that. Like, I don't understand it. I wonder how much of it is because Nebraska's controversy, quote-unquote, came during one of the more politically divisive issues on the precipice of a national election. And the factor that could decide the election is how COVID was handled. Yeah. And COVID is the central part of this Nebraska slash Big Ten slash should we play, should we not? And it's an issue that affects all Americans. None of those that you listed affects everybody. That's good. This affects all the, all Americans. And so you are either on one side or the other going, we shouldn't play, how could you? Or we need to play, we need to. And Nebraska's right in the middle going, yeah, we need to. So people are taking sides. Those other things are real obvious, right? Yes, anti-racism, anti-sexual abuse, anti-this, anti-that. It's not really divisive as much as this is. And then people got into their corners, dug their heels in, and started slugging it out. Right. No, it's a good point. I mean, because it's it's more about the topic at hand that creates it. But it's just... It's yeah. amazing when I read stories like a lot of Big Ten folks would show hold the door open for Nebraska. It's like, wow. Like, right. wow. And here's the thing. I don't think Pat Forty – I don't think that's Pat Forty's opinion either. Oh, yeah. He's got sources. Oh, He's got people who, yeah. feel, who feel that way, no doubt. And, yep. again, I think that's – I think that's about, I guess, the real sensitive time we're in where people are just so angry – Right. Right. And this can make you so, and people are so reactionary where if we came on the air and said who we were going to vote for, <laughs> right. The reaction would be from some, I'm not going to listen to this person anymore because I don't agree. Right. And, and, and that's where we are right now. And it's, I, I just think like I could understand more some of this reaction. Let's say everything was the same and, Nebraska was trying to play Tennessee Chattanooga and and they weren't getting they hadn't been getting tested they weren't getting tested and Nebraska was going to bring in a team from Tennessee to play and nobody had gotten tested it's like but that's not what was happening like this was done with the with safety at the top of mind too and the other thing real quick like I do think in a weird way Tom Chattel's huge column Right after the Big Ten foot, after they Big Ten announced they were canceling back in August, you remember right after all that happened, Chattel had a huge big column about Nebraska going back to the Big Twelve. 
And I really think that kind of sparked this narrative and this idea that Nebraska was trying to leave the conference, which was never true. Show me the time, everybody. Like a lot of these columns and these people, they lazy like Nebraska was acting like they were going to leave the conference. When did Scott Frost or any member of the University of Nebraska say they were actually going to leave the Big Ten and go to the Big 12? Yeah, I think they. it started with Scott Frost saying, if we have to look outside the league, we will. And people jump to, well, the Big 12 makes sense. Oh, the Big 12, have they talked to you? Oh, are you going to play outside this league? They can't, the Big 10 won't allow them. So, oh, that must mean they want to leave. Because it, it's amazing how that, like, that blew up fast. You know, all of a sudden this Big 12 thing where even the next day I went on, Doug Gottlieb texted me. He was like, hey, can you come on? I want to talk about Nebraska and the Big 12. And I'm sitting there like on Doug's show and I'm like answering these questions and I'm answering them seriously. But in my mind, I'm like, what are we really even talking about? Like, where is this coming from? You know, and don't get me wrong. Like, it's an interesting conversation and it's something that's always the elephant in the room to a certain extent. But at the same time, that's been a big part of this is there's this idea that Nebraska threatened and acted like it wanted it was going to leave the conference and I just don't I don't that's just not totally true but that kind of started it and then so let's assume that you have the Big Ten board of of presidents and chancellors who maybe they've read that maybe they believe that maybe they don't think Nebraska likes being in this league and then they come to them and say can we play a team not in this league and you go no (laughs) no no, you can't. By the way, people people have been asking about this, and I, and I don't know why they think we know or why they think we have it. And frankly, uh, I'm a little offended that people would think, oh, you guys have the audio because you had it the last time. We got lucky the last time, okay, yeah, when we yeah. had the audio of that Zoom meeting when they had the schedule, when they organized the schedule. And remember, they wanted to do Ohio State three times, and then the Ravens, and then the Sooners, <laughs> and go back to the Big 12. And then people were emailing us at laughatschicknick.com saying, hey, and tweeting at the uh, at Schick Nick show, hey, are you going to have the Zoom audio from when they when Ronnie Green tried to present to, to the Big Ten Board of Presidents and Chancellors? Uh, how that went. And I said, no, we're not going to because I don't, I can't find it. And then I did. You found it? I, yeah, I did. Good for you. I did. All right, let's, uh, let's listen here. Here's how it went. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here for our weekly Big Ten Board of Chancellors and Presidents meeting here. Uh, we want to begin with a impromptu uh, request here. I want to give Ronnie Green, the chancellor, an opportunity uh, they, uh, as in Nebraska, they would like the opportunity to replace their canceled game with Wisconsin with a non-conference game. Uh, Ronnie, uh, please state your case. Well, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to do this. Uh, I've thought about this a lot. Now, 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 uh, let, me, let me just throw a little hypothetical here for you. Let's say that we had a game canceled against Wisconsin. And let's just say that we called Tennessee Chattanooga to see if they would be able to play a game. And let's just say that we offered to pay them $250,000. And let's say that they take their COVID tests and they are successful in doing that. 
Might that topic of playing a non-conference game be revisited? I don't know. Actually, I do know. I'm revisiting it now. And, you know, we would like to play the mocks. We ask your permission to play the mocks. We're in uncharted territory right now. We really are. Okay, thank you, Ronnie. Uh, so Nebraska would like to play Tennessee Chattanooga. Let's vote on this. All in favor, say aye. All against? Yeah, get out like of here. You're, you're going to play out this of conference. Is atrocious. This is a Go back to the Big we 12. We do things together. No, no, no. No, no, no. Thing. You don't win at all. All you do is lose. Good luck next week against Northwest. No, no, no. <laughs> all right. So there uh, we did. We hey, did have... he made a compelling case. <laughs> he made a compelling case, didn't he? And we are successful in doing that. They take their COVID tests and they are successful. In... And they are successful in doing that. That's so good. That is um, terrific, my friend. That was fun. Good was job good. there well, with Ronnie Green. Yeah. Uh, before we, uh, I mean, there were some other things. I don't know what else to talk about yeah. except the fact that, I mean, Nebraska's got Northwestern this week. Yeah, about that. 2-0 and Northwestern. I mean, how? who would have thunk it? Iowa 0-2, Minnesota 0-2, Wisconsin got a little bit of COVID issues. I mean, kind of nuts, right? I mean, if you're from a Nebraska perspective, the three biggest roadblocks for your in your side of division, where Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, well, you know, they're, they're all having major issues right now. I know it's early, but it's a big game this weekend against Northwestern. This is almost, I mean, you hate to say elimination game this far I early know, for I, I know, I, I was looking at it, I'm like, this is kind of like a huge game. Yeah, I mean, if, if Northwestern goes to 3-0 and and Wisconsin they look like whenever they take the field, they're going to be the better team. There's no Ohio State that they have to play, no Penn State that they have to play. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very important game. You hope Nebraska is successful in doing and that. And they are but, successful in doing so. And they are successful in doing that. I'm with you, but, though. I liked your tweet, though, because it's so true. Like, there's Ohio State, there's the Grand Canyon, and there's the rest of the Big Ten. And right now, like, I mean – I don't think Penn State hasn't looked great. Uh, we we illustrated the issues with those other teams, you know. Like, I think there's just you throw about six, seven, eight teams into a pile, and I I don't know at this point, based on maybe it's ridiculous to say that I think Nebraska's in that, but I mean, Nebraska. I think what if the spread's two and a half this weekend? Like, I I think Nebraska could go win this game this weekend, and man, if you win that game. Things get interesting just because of what's happening with with Minnesota and Iowa and, and Wisconsin. And then you got Penn State at home and Illinois at home, and, and Penn State certainly looks like, I mean, they're out of the East race already. So, right. yeah, I'm, it's such a puzzling year. And, yeah, Ohio State, The remember all the criticism that Clemson took? Like, look at who they have to play. Right. Like, all they have to do is win. And look at their opposition, like the gap between them and everybody else. Ohio State versus the Big Ten, that gap is substantially greater than Clemson and the rest of the ACC. No question. Beca- because of Notre Dame. And, you know, you saw what BC did mm-hmm. over the weekend. I mean, it's not Shouts like out to Joe Tessitore. Du- John DJ Tessitore. Yeah. Uyunglele is, 
is anything to sneeze at. Um, so, yeah, I'm, Ohio State, here's the rest of their schedule. Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, and Michigan. Hmm. Who's touching them? Who is, seriously, who is touching them? The only thing that can touch them is the coronavirus. Seriously. Like, if they stay, I'm serious. Like, they just got to avoid COVID. And then they'd face either Wisconsin or Minnesota or Northwestern or Nebraska or Purdue. I mean, this is... It's 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 Clemson ACC silly uh, from from the last two years, and this is why the Big Ten needed to come back because Ohio State is going to make the playoff. Ohio State is one of the top two teams, and, and they, they should the be Heisman. just fine. They just I mean, look. Justin Fields I mean, can win the Heisman too. Like I mean, you know, I said as the season went on, you'd be more impressed with Nebraska's first half right. <laughs> against Ohio State. And I still think that's going to be true. And it was true over the weekend. It was 14-0 Ohio State over Penn State early on. You can't out-scheme and out-coach to beat Ohio State. And if you do, it has to. you have to hope Ohio State just stumbles over themselves out of the tunnel. Their running backs are better than your linebackers. Their receivers are better than your defensive backs. Their quarterback is the best player on the field. What do you do? Yeah. You know, what do you do? And it's it's a good problem to have your Ohio State. Uh, just stay healthy. And if they lose, that here's the other part of that. It's the Clemson conversation. If they lose, then the question is, well, who have they beaten? You know, <laughs> right. Yeah, because who have they play? Right. Um, but anyway, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Um, we got an email here before yeah. we go. An email here from uh, someone laughingchickennick.com. And it, sometimes the best ideas are not ours. And this is from Jordan. And he, Jordan P., uh, he has kind of a summation of Greg Sharp and what he went through this week. And so I'll be the narrator for the yep. day. Okay. He, he sent a script, so you yeah. just read I'm the script. So Greg Sharp, during this week, this was last week for Greg Sharp. Here we go. Monday. Nebraska's going to play a football game. Tuesday. Nebraska may not play a football game. Wednesday. Nebraska's not going to play a football game. Thursday, 9.30 a.m. Nebraska's going to play a different football game. Thursday, 11.15 a.m. No, it's blocked, and Nebraska's not going to play a football game. Friday. Barbecue. Saturday. Where's the football game? That was done live and uh, just off of Jordan's script. Well done. Oh, I tell you, he's a simple man. He just wants his football. That's pretty much, that was had to be the running monologue of in Greg Sharp's mind, you know? Like Kevin in the Wonder Years, you know, you had his like, you had his thoughts going. That was Greg Sharp in his own head. Where's the football? Game? Where's the football? Friday, Friday wasn't worried about it. He just wanted, he just wanted barbecue. So, touchdown! <laughs> He's done bar- barbecue sauce. Skeeter Barnes buck naked barbecue sauce. You should touch down. <laughs> Tell me there's going to be no touchdowns this weekend. <laughs> that will never not be funny. Ah, will never I'm sorry, not Greg. Be funny. Greg. He is such a good dude. He's the best. <laughs> I just, the fact that. I don't know if he's heard this before, but he he's had me on Sports Nightly a couple of times since you started doing that. 
And he had me on it. I was successful in doing it. And you were successful in doing it. And they are successful in doing it. (laughs) Yes. All right. So um, I think that's it. I think think we've done enough damage here. We've had a good time. A good run. Um, By the way, we did predict... Some someone did call us out on saying that hey, we said Nebraska, if you don't score 35, 40 points a game, you don't have a chance to win. What's your prediction on the Wisconsin game? They'll win 28-20. You know sometimes you just get called out and you just have to own it and laugh at it. That tweet made me laugh. I was like, you know what? You are so right. We got completely destroyed. You don't, you don't have a chance if you don't score a billion points. What are they gonna win by? Seven to two. Yeah. Seven three. I think it's a defensive grind. All right. Well, that'll do it. Uh, this podcast is over. There was no football. There was no football game football this week. Game. There's no touchdown. One more touchdown. I'm not happy about that. Sick and Nick. Sick and Nick. The Sick and Nick Show. Here we go. A Huda Media Production.